Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Falcoholic Podcast listeners, welcome to another episode of the Falcoholic Live, now available in audio-only format. Before we get to the show, just want to remind you that you can catch the Falcoholic Live live on YouTube at 8.10 p.m. Eastern on Wednesday nights. And if you're interested, we also have a post-game show that goes live right after the games on Sunday or whatever date happens to be played. So we hope you enjoy this episode, and we hope to see you on YouTube if you're available. Thank you, and enjoy the show. Fellow Falcoholics, what is up? Welcome to the Falcoholic Live's Thursday night football post-game show, Falcons vs. Panthers. The Falcons, maybe unpredictably, did not blow it. Uh, the Falcons did win the game at the end with a decisive Interception of Teddy Bridgewater from my son, Bleedy Ray Wilson. Hashtag free Bleedy. Um, and they uh, put the game away. Uh, we, it looked for a moment there like we might have a repeat of last Sunday on our hands when Gurley, uh, let's say, unadvisedly went out of bounds uh, <laughs> on that third down carry. We could also say that the third down carry itself was probably not you know well advised, but... Uh, you know, they, they did the right thing in the end. They managed to get the stop that they've desperately needed to get on defense for weeks. And they uh, brought the game home at, at long last. We saw them close it out. And it wasn't like Minnesota where they just had dominated the opponent the entire time. They actually uh, managed to hold on to a narrow lead there at the end. So obviously it's a celebratory occasion. If you're here to... Uh, here, my dirt cutter slander. Don't worry. There's plenty of it. There were plenty of bad decisions on offense tonight that uh, the Falcons got around. They did manage to get around those things, uh, but yeah, you know, we're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to the good stuff too, of course, like, because this is a win. So we'll get to the good stuff. We'll cover the injuries and all that. But uh, before we get into all that, just want to remind you guys: uh, if you have specific questions, you can put those in the chat at the Falcoholic, and we'll try to get to as many of those as we can. If you have a particularly burning question that you just can't, you know, risk getting lost in the chat, you can donate, and that will uh, contractually oblige me to answer your question. And I would be happy to do that. And also, the flip side is that you support the show. So everybody wins, really. Um, so that is uh, down here at the bottom. It's streamlabs.com slash thefalcoholic if you're interested. Uh, back to the football talk, folks. Evan, I'll start with you. Uh, just just your immediate takeaways from this victory, other than, wow, they didn't blow it. Because that was pretty obvious. But yeah. if, if that's your takeaway, that's fine. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I even tweeted it hoping it would reverse jinx because I mean, you you never want to see your team just lose, uh, especially you know on prime time. Um, I expected it to go to overtime, but no, the defense, as you mentioned, did finally step up and finish a game off, bleeding, getting that late interception. Um, I don't know. Overall, it was ugly. Um, I don't think anybody comes away feeling you know tremendous after this game, like. 
if, if I'm the Panthers, I especially feel bad because it's like they they had some sort of momentum going. I know they lost to the Saints barely um, due to a field. They like missed a field goal late in their game last week. But um, we I didn't feel impressed. So and we somehow won. Like if if the score was covered all game and I forgot the touchdowns, like it seemed like they were winning for most of the game. Um, and then, you know, where they lost Bridgewater for a little bit, um, he wasn't overly dominant. You know, he he had a much better game against us a couple weeks ago. Um, I don't know. It, it was it, it's a win. So, like, I'll take it and stuff. But um, I didn't you know, I wasn't blown away by both sides of the ball or anything. There was moments where, like, Foy Lucan continues to, like, impress um you know julio jones still good um worried about calvin ridley now with his uh ankle injury um that he didn't return um yeah and then you know some of the girly stuff was weird where he mm. pretty much was taken off the field uh stretching or whatever on the sidelines yeah, and yeah. brian hill got some run but then Gurley came back in and you know looked pretty good kind of because there for a minute he he at one point he had five carries for eight yards it wasn't getting any better um, and then Brian Hill just kind of took over and Gurley ended up coming back in and, you know, now looking at 18 carries for 46 yards and a touchdown. Uh, not a tremendous night for Gurley, but looks a little better. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it was a solid performance from Gurley. I mean, it wasn't fantastic, but on the whole, you know, better than the last time, like better than last week where the, the run game was just kind of a non-factor. Um, Adnan, let's get uh, your, your takeaways uh, from tonight's. Oh. Solid. I thought Gurley sucked tonight. Yeah. I mean, sure, he I scored mean, the touchdown. Yeah. He, that was the, I mean, the one drive he was actually good. That one drive. That, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the man had 2.6 yards per carry on eight. That's good votes, for the so. Falcons. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then he had that complete brain fart where he, like, stepped out of bounds. And, yeah. you know, he got bailed out by the defense this week. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he wasn't last week. But can you imagine what the narrative would have been if, if Carolina went downfield and scored that touchdown and got that two-point conversion <laughs> right. and then won in overtime? Like, we'd be talking about Gurley as as this, like, the worst situational football player of all time. Yeah. But, you know, be, because the defense held up, it's it's going to get get lost in the archives at this point. But, yeah, it, it looked like they were putting Brian Hill in for a few of his own exclusive drives and Hill looked much, much more spry than Gurley tonight. Mm-hmm. I, I think that could be a theme moving forward where they start capping some of Gurley's carries, not because, not to preserve his health, but just because he hasn't been that good, like, overall the last couple of games. I, I think last week he had, what, 63 yards for 18 carries, mm-hmm. and, you know, in fantasy football that'll get, overshadowed by the fact that he has eight touchdowns but touchdowns are very volatile and you know touchdowns are more a product of the offense itself Gurley's fantastic around around the end zone like don't get me wrong he's a great short yardage back but he needs to be doing more on his on his carries between the 20s to be you know to continue getting his opportunities I I wouldn't mind seeing Brian Hill uh, eat into some of his carries but you know Overall, in the game, it, it it was such a weird game because you know you come away with a win, uh, not not great for the tank, of course. Uh, hashtag tank season, mm-hmm. but <laughs> y- you know it it was like you were stopped four times for field goals inside the red zone, 
you know, which wasn't great. You didn't really do a great job of finishing drives. Um, I, I don't know why Dirk Cutter got away from the play action on first downs. Like on that first drive, that first drive was a thing of beauty where every single time, like Matt Ryan, his first like two, three plays, it was like play action first down and he got like a massive gain on it every mm-hmm. single time. And then Dirk Cutter decided, okay, enough of that. That That's working too no, well. Oh yeah, no, they're, they're onto that now. We can't, we can't go back to that. Whereas Kyle yeah, Shanahan would have run it 35 times is, until they stopped it, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then we went right back to like runs up them. I, I really do think that they do have those scripted plays, and then Dirk Cutter just gets lost. He just goes mm-hmm. right back into into whatever whatever the hell that was on, on those first downs. But you know, the offense did enough. Um, if not for a coup missed extra point, and Youngway Koo had a great game today. You know, other than that last missed kick, he um, it would have been a much more comfortable win. They would have you know been up by nine points at that point the defense did a great job in mm-hmm. this game like you, you know i have to tip my cap they flex their muscle they got three sacks in this game they got the big interception at the end boy Luwakin, he made two fourth down stops mm-hmm. like that one fourth down stop of teddy bridgewater where he uh where he faked the handoff and tried to run it himself for like a five-yard loss. Mm. And then it was just like a swarm of Falcons on that fourth and two. Yeah. Where, you know, Oluokin has looked special yeah, this season. Yeah, he's been good. He's been legitimately yeah. good. Yeah, like he, he looks like a legitimate steal. And I cannot he, – he's a must-resign at this point, right? Mm. Like yeah, he, I think he's, he's looking like it. I think he's still under contract, what, through 2021 yeah. at least? but. Yeah, maybe yeah, 22 absolutely. but yeah absolutely. i mean yeah but exactly like he's really overperformed um i obviously his draft selection in the sixth round uh and he he was definitely one of the bright spots tonight and one of the most consistent players of the all season. season yeah all season like it's grady jared and it's him and aj terrell also other than that bad play on that third and 17 where you can just probably chalk that up to a rookie mistake where you know he just sat on it on that uh dj moore route He'll he'll get more experience and in time he's he's gonna improve on that where you know you you have to go after the ball mm. so you know I I don't put too much stock in that play that's just a rookie mistake but AJ Terrell has looked fantastic all season long yeah, and yeah. he looked really good tonight because mm-hmm. Anderson and DJ Moore were getting clamped all night they were like, yeah. honestly like the coverage for most of the time was fine there was just a couple of notable examples where it's bad and. Honestly, that's kind of been the theme of this team is that it hasn't always been bad, but when it is bad, it's really bad. But uh, I do want to take a quick sec to read off. George Costanza with the $5, brother, thank you. I believe George Costanza is like our goat donator now. I think this is like his 20th dollar donation. So uh, this, man, this man is like single-handedly funding the show. So, George, we really appreciate you. Uh, and uh, his message is, uh, yay to playing for pride. Time to mess up our draft spot. <laughs> draft takes coming soon. Uh, he says, the Harris hit didn't look malicious, but I understand the ejection. Fair. Fowler's trip was Bush League. Yes, it was. Yes. Definitely. Yes. Uh, however, he thinks Bostick's dirty hit in Dalton was more malicious than Harris's, just his thoughts. Uh, Agreed. Yeah, I agree with that too. Uh, George, once again, thank you. Thank you, brother, man. We, we really appreciate that. I feel like they ejected If that Dalton hit hadn't happened on Sunday, they wouldn't have ejected Harris tonight. Yeah. Because I feel like it's just they got more hypersensitive where the league office probably uh, sent a message to the referees to really cut down on hits like that. So I don't think it should have been an ejection. That hasn't been an ejection all season. But 
it, you know, it, it's it, it was it was a weak ejection, but that trip, like that trip, was. But one, what was he thinking? Like, did he think that the referees just wouldn't see his foot just like all the way up there, like all the way up there at Teddy Bridgewater's knees? It's like I was watching the Looney Tunes, where like someone just like trips someone else in like a cartoon, and they just go tumbling. But yeah, you know, it was. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad Teddy Bridgewater was okay after that. You know, you never want to see someone get hurt. Um, but yeah, I, I legitimately had fears that their uh, backup quarterback would wa- would just walk in there and just have the game of his life because that would be a very Falcon thing to happen. Yeah, it <laughs> exactly. Yeah, um, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm just I, I'm kind of like struggling with what how exactly to feel about this game, honestly. Like uh, because there were some good things, there were some bad things. Like, I'm looking over the stats now real quick. Like, the Falcons held the Panthers under 200 yards passing, which, that's pretty crazy, considering the Falcons literally allow the 32nd most passing yards per game in the NFL and allow, I think, the 31st most yards per attempt through the air. Uh, so this is, like, the league's worst passing D, or at least it's in contention with uh, the, the Seahawks for that dubious honor. And... They've man- they managed to actually put together a good game against the pass. I wasn't sure it was actually possible, to be honest with you, uh, but they did. They did manage it, um, and they, they really made it happen with some creative you know blitz packages. You know, their pass rush basically came on the blitz, and that, that worked. Uh, and just you know some misfires no from Bridgewater. But, they had yeah. no answer for the A-gap blitzes at all. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to say that. like They made no adjustments to that at all, and the Falcons lived in that A-gap all night. Yeah, they did. And that was working. You know, It was maddening when they went away from it, like that third and 17 that the Panthers got 42 yards on. A three-man rush, nine men in coverage. Like Throw that play out because the Falcons do not – they just don't do well dropping into coverage. Like it, It's – it's ridiculous. Like, I don't know how many times we have to see this. You can drop 20 guys back there. You can add extra men on the field, and they're still going to give up these big plays because they're just not good at that type of deep coverage. They, they give up those mental mistakes. Uh, so you might as well just send the house. Like, you might as well just send send a blitz on that play on third and oh, 17. And gay date. And gay date, yeah, my favorite might as well. play as yes. a kid on that. Exactly. Might as well because, like, you're not going to cover them, so you might as well force that dump off and then just make a tackle. Like, I have infinitely more faith in them to make a tackle than to play, you know, nine guys in coverage. And let's be honest, like, even if they missed that tackle, I'd be less mad than if they didn't rush three. So... Uh, I'd be less mad if, if then if they rush three. That it, basically, so it feels like they just don't know when to be aggressive and when not to be aggressive. Like sometimes they're overly aggressive. Like last week on that fourth down and five, where they decided not to kick a field goal, and then tonight they come out and it felt like a real overcorrection from Raheem Morris, where it was fourth and inches from inside the five, and they trot out the kicking unit, which you know is great for young way Koo fantasy owners, but it's like the analytically like what are you doing in that right. case like mm-hmm. your offense was moving the ball it worked out in the end because you know the the team the team won so we won't really remember it but it it just feels like i don't want to over criticize them when it comes to um when it comes to being over aggressive and under aggressive because i know it's different it's like a game of chess mm-hmm. where if you're in the game it's like kind of hard to get that feeling for it Whereas when you're watching to the side, you're just seeing like every like perfect move you can make. So it's different as fans sitting out here and being like, "Oh, why did why did they do that? Why are they aggressive here? Why aren't they aggressive there?" Right. 
So it, it, it is different, but at the same time, it's like that's where you really want uh, a situational coach where, you, you know, Dan Quinn had that and he was, like, terrible. Mm. But, you know, a situational coach to really tell, like, give some advice on when to go for it on fourth down, when to kick a field goal, when mm-hmm. not to. Uh, and, you know, they're, they just, like, are just it's, – it's that conservative BS every single time on mm-hmm. those final drives. That's what lost the game against Detroit, the prevent defense, which prevents teams from winning. And again tonight, you saw they were they ended up being bailed out in the end. But I just hate, uh, I, I just hate the conservativeness. It, it's it's haunted this team for the past decade easily. Mm-hmm. That that's where all the blown leads come from. But you know, it worked out tonight. Yeah, it did. Uh, it worked out finally. But in the end, like that that forty two yard gain and that interception should have never had to occur because you should just stop them on third and seventeen. Like you should just stop them on third and seventeen. So the rest of this nonsense is not even necessary. But you know, it's the Falcons, so nothing can ever be easy. Uh Evan, you got any thoughts on, on that defensive performance in this game? Um, I mean, I'm just you know, it's kind of a you know, it being a lost year and everything, you just have to look for the bright spots and just repeating what Adnan said. Um you know, I just Foy's looking good. Um, I I do think Terrell has been super underrated, just based on like you look at the stat lines against certain receivers he's gone up against, and he's gone up against a lot of good ones. Um, the one that stood out the most to me so far has been Adam Thielen uh, with the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, late in the game, he he got like junk yard stuff, but um, or junk time stuff. But Terrell's pretty much been doing a pretty good job against some of these top receivers i mean robbie anderson's if you play fantasy football has done pretty well this year um dj moore was second in receiving yards coming into this game Mm -hmm. in the nfl Mm -hmm. behind deandre hopkins yeah dj moore i think had like two touchdowns last um last week Mm -hmm. and he was i mean he got like one was a 42 yard reception he ended up being their their leading receiver because of that reception because he only had two catches but yeah yeah and then the samuel stuff he was just kind of like i mean that rushing touchdown he looked like he went untouched but you know and then the same the reception was off the fingertips of ricardo allen but um yeah, I mean, there's some bright spots on this defense. Obviously, the pass rush still needs help. Like, I don't think anybody's blown away by how the pass rush looks. You still have Tack McKinley missing games, and who knows if he's even going to, you know, remain on the team. There's been some trade rumors and stuff, but um, we know we do know we have some bright spots in Aluakun and Ter- Terrell and obviously Grady Jarrett, Keanu Neal flying around still, making some big hits, and that one where um mike davis caught the ball and they said it wasn't like i maybe i'm just too like used to old football but that looked like a fumble to me i mean he in my eyes the incompletions mm-hmm. where it like hits your hand and just falls off or something yeah. like he caught it i mean maybe it's because it was slowed down but he looked like he caught the ball like it was in his hands um and for some reason they said that wasn't a fumble but it is what it is. Yeah, I mean that was it was close. I mean, I guess I guess I could see, especially if, if it's fast, maybe. Yeah, but I mean, since they called down. it, since they originally called it a fumble, I think it's less, you know, arguable that it wasn't. Um, but it, it, I mean, right. it, it was close enough that I wasn't super upset. I mean, obviously the Falcons had lost, and I'd probably be more upset about that. But <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it it would have been nice to get that extra turnover. That would have helped certainly. But um, you know, it. 
It was just so weird because I felt like to start the game, the defense was just awful. Like it was, they gave up the, I mean, they gave up those 14 points basically like on back-to-back mm-hmm. drives and then it was nothing the rest of the game. It was a very weird feeling what was game. weird too was, I don't know if it's a thing, but is there such thing as a penalty bug? Um, <laughs> because like the Falcons had it. Oh yeah, and then especially late early. In the game, yeah. yeah, and then late in the game, the Panthers had it. That one drive, it seemed like they just mm-hmm. kept on, kept getting nonstop penalties. And both teams finished with six, but um, it was rough for the Falcons early, but the yeah, Panthers the finished Falcons, it late. Uh, I think they got a penalty on third down on the first drive where I think it was, was it Isaiah Oliver? Uh, where he just like pushed um, the wide receiver, like he didn't even try to like. Yeah, uh, it was, just, I think like, that pushed. was Robbie Anderson. Yeah. He just like yeah. touched him, and it was out of bounds yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like you know, it would have been a very difficult catch. Can we talk about that flea flicker play? Though? <laughs> <laughs> oh my! I think that was honestly just an amazing throw by Bridgewater. Like Ricardo Allen was right there. Like it, it was a great throw, but I mean, Ricardo Allen got there so late. It was very late. Like that should have like, been an easy pick. Like I feel like if that was KZ, yeah. it would have been a pick for sure. Yeah, like it should have been a pick. Minimum, it should have been a batted like a batted pass, a pass deflection, because it wasn't a great decision with safety over the top mm-hmm. to make that throw. But like. Man, Ricardo Allen has had some rough moments this year. Like yeah. I, the, this this seems like the end for him in Atlanta. Probably just because it, it's like he just doesn't have the athleticism to make some of those plays that he needs. He never did. Right. But it, it's like it's much worse when you're like older, mm-hmm. you know, at this mm-hmm. point. And you know, he also had that season-ending injury in 2018. So I think that has something to do with it. Like he touched the ball. Yeah. yeah. But it. it that should have been an easy pass deflection, mm-hmm. and you know, or, it, or a pick even, you know. Yeah, like, it, actually, yeah, ideally, it should have been a pick because right. that, that was kind of an ill-advised pass. Yeah, yeah. but he, like, I, I don't know, man. I, I think, I think this is, you know, toward the end of the road for um, it is for Allen because that cap hit you save like what six million dollars. Yeah, they desperately like, are going to need it next year. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, even if he was playing great, I mean. It would be hard. Plus, Jalen Hawkins looked good in that one game uh, against the Packers before he left. Yeah, I'm, I know I'm down he, he to had to give, deal with a concussion, but I want to see more of him. Yeah, I'm down to give Jalen Hawkins like as many snaps as he can handle, just to yeah, see what you have from him. See. Yeah. Yeah, because if the Falcons lose this game tonight, we're looking back and we're scrutinizing that play. It's so funny when a mm. team loses, you just put the <laughs> microscope on right? everything. Yeah. Yeah, it's like well, we we'd be like tearing Ricardo Allen apart right now. We'd be tearing Todd Gurley apart. Mm-hmm. Um, Koo too. Yeah, Young Way Koo for the mi- missed extra point, even though he had a like I know, you know a bunch a of field goals. Game. Yeah, <laughs> right. he had like four field goals, and you know he kind of got mm-hmm. me off to a great start in fantasy football. Yeah, so yeah. I- I'm not tolerating any Koo slander tonight. <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's just. You know, winning just like makes everything so much easier for, for the players out there who made those mistakes. Solves all problems. It, yeah, the, you know, this this show would be so much different right now if oh, uh, yeah. if the Panthers go downfield and you know well, tie imagine, the game up. Imagine last week if you know how Gurley scored and then the Falcons made a defensive stop in that last minute. Like it would have been. You know, we'd probably be joking on it more mm-hmm. the girly thing. But. Yeah, it'll be oh, he's a scoring machine out oh, there. Oh man, yeah. yeah. God love Todd Gurley. My Let's fantasy team salutes you, Todd. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean it does. It's just crazy it does, but... how like easy this team could have been five and three. 
like in hindsight looking mm-hmm. at everything that's gone wrong if they just didn't blow games or do stupid stuff yeah. like right, not recover right. footballs and yeah if this team was just average mentally if they weren't as I keep saying, the most mentally weak sports <laughs> franchise I've ever seen in my life, yeah. without exaggeration. Yeah, this team is e- like we're so excited about a potential playoff run at this point. No, don't stop, stop. Everyone needs no, to no, stop. No, just to I'm say, not saying that you're doing that, but like, yeah, people need to stop. Yeah, yeah. But just to say, the Bengal, the 1970 Bengals are the only uh, team to make the playoffs when starting one and six. So. No, no, we're not We're not having this. We're not having this discussion. It's, po- it's possible. If they get back to 500, I'll talk about it, okay? Oh, How about because, that? Yeah. yeah. You know, it's just, if we weren't playing Tampa, Casey, and Tampa 10 this season, I'd have more of a, I'd be more open to it. But, yeah. God, that schedule is so brutal. It's pretty brutal. Half. It's the hardest remaining schedule among any team. And, like, lest we forget, the Falcons are not a good football team, okay? I know they beat the Panthers, all right? Like, this was, you know, a more impressive win than the one over Minnesota, which, you know, I guess maybe it isn't because they, like, thoroughly crapped on Minnesota, but Minnesota sucks. So, uh, the Panthers have not sucked. You know, they've been about yeah, a 500 Minnesota team. without Galvin. This yeah. is the Panthers yeah. without McCaffrey, but Mike Davis has looked great. Yeah, Mike, Mike Davis had five yards per carry against us, all right? So, clearly, the, you know, they weren't missing McCaffrey too much. But, um, yeah, it's... You know, let's let's hold off a little bit on uh, let's hold off a little bit on the playoff talk. All right, like let's wait till we get back to six and six before we start. You know, talking about how we're gonna be team of destiny and all this. Um, you know, I I am fully I'm on record. You know, for tank. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I just like to beat the Saints a couple times. And other than that, you can just you can do whatever you want at this point. Like, you you, you don't get the. You don't get the privilege of having the fan base continue to buy in when you lose games like this week in and week out. You, you know, and they won this week, but when you start off one and six, you don't get to have everyone like completely buy into you. Yeah, like you you lose that. You lose that privilege completely. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, like, I agree, like, what the what the chat, what a lot of people in the chat are saying is, like, the Falcons should probably be, you know, 5-3 and three and all this. Like, yeah. They should. They probably should. They probably should. But, yeah, like. They, all, they also should have won the Super Bowl. They're also not. They're also you know, not. So. But it, it, it's, like, <laughs> the reason they're not is, this is the common denominator. And it's so frustrating because if Dan Quinn gets fired after week two the way he should have, he should have been fired last season. Right. But if you fire him after week two the way, like, many other owners like would have would have like probably pulled the trigger at that point after the past couple seasons then you have a legitimate chance at the playoffs this year if you mm-hmm. don't start 0 and 5 yeah because yeah. You, you have to look at it like you know Raheem Morris is now 2 and 1 and if not for just a complete defensive lapse and if not for Todd Gurley's gaffe then you know he's three and zero right now. The defense has looked really good the past three games. Like mm-hmm. uh, other than that last drive against Detroit, other than garbage time against Minnesota, and you know I still contend that AJ Terrell roughing the passer was terrible, which led to the Lions touchdown. This defense has stepped up the past three games. Yeah, yeah. George Costanza with another five dollars, brother. Like, don't feel like you have to, like, I, I was kidding when I said you're single-handedly fighting the show. Like, you know, we really appreciate yeah, it. But, like, you don't don't feel like, oh, right yeah, yeah, it's literally, my light is flickering back there. Thank you for that. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to pay the power now. But, yeah, no, brother, we, we do appreciate you. Let me read uh, George's message here. Uh, Bush League, 
trip aside, Fowler pulled an opposite before Halloween. He wasn't a complete ghost tonight. You're right. He was very involved, I think. Let's talk about how big the D-line came up on both those fourth and short stops. That's where the game was won. And that that was a big deal, so we should definitely cover that. Um, Like, honestly, that's been Fowler's biggest contribution, right? Like, his stops on fourth down. Like, I feel like as a run defender, he's been very active, and he's made some key plays there. But, you know, we pay him to be a pass rusher, and he hasn't really come through there. But, like... As a run defender, you have to you have to like his contributions, you know, compared to Vic Beasley. But I mean, yeah, yeah, his run defense has been great. But you know, you you kind of expect more if you're paying fifteen million dollars a year. Well, you know, you especially kind of as hope a pass rusher. Yeah. Hey, he almost had a sack with his knee tonight. He, yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, that's that's how desperate this man is to justify that contract. I think it's like I gotta get something. You know, the yeah, fans are I, out I, here; I, they're eviscerating me. I understand. It's like in the moment. Yeah. It's like, you know, the game is going at a faster speed, but seriously, what was he thinking? Like, <laughs> you really Jeez. think the refs aren't going to see that? Yeah. He's like, oh, no, I'm jumping. Oh, my leg. You know, oh. <laughs> true story. True story. Yeah. You know, just like getting off topic right now, I used to play uh, intramural flag football, you know, at, uh, at the local college a mm-hmm. couple years ago. And, you know, I'd always line up, play offensive line, and you're not allowed to, like, use your, like, hands or anything. So whenever uh, the the pass rusher would get by me, I would just like stick a knee out every single time. <laughs> it, it happened four or five times, Tripping. and I would intentionally like go down with him, just so that it would look like incidental contact. That yeah. was my go-to move. That's good. You that know? that's legit. I think Keenan would be proud of you for that one. Yeah. I think he would. I think he would appreciate that. You know, because like getting around, you know, the penalty is being savvy. That's part of the. You know, that's part of an offensive lineman's job. You know, it's only no, holding absolutely. if it's a, if it's called. You know, so. the only time I, I was ever busted for it is when I did it twice in a row yeah yeah that's yeah you can't go back to the well too often you gotta save it for those key downs you know or when you really know you got beat but yeah it's yeah that's hilarious but yeah i mean granger obviously another guy who played really well um you know charles harris has made some plays which is unfortunate that he's ejected and he's probably gonna be getting a hefty fine for that hit uh but yeah i mean on on the whole, like I think the defense the defensive line has been like okay, like in terms of actual pressure rate and not raw sacks, they're solid. Like they're they're below average, but they're not like bad. Like I think they're like 18th in pressure rate or something. So it's like that's a, that's solid compared to last year where they were like literally one of the worst teams in the league. Um, so I mean I guess that is one of the the benefits, you know, one of the nice things on defense right now. And the Falcons have actually been pretty good on uh, third down, like on third. Third, like preventing teams from getting third downs it just makes it like really infuriating when they get give up those third and 17s because they're just too good to be doing that nonsense you know it, it's ridiculous yeah, they, they've been doing that forever it felt like i was watching a mike nolan defense out there oh god don't don't you put that evil on me i don't want to i don't want to remember that okay the amoeba talk about talk about amoeba well i still can't believe the only time that ever worked was against peyton manning of all people on monday right. night football yeah yeah <laughs> like like maybe the smartest like quarterback of all time just got pulled by the dumbest defensive scheme ever yeah yeah um so brave dirty hawk I, this is the second time i've seen it so i guess i have to do a better job of making it clear about how you guys tip uh, i wish i had like a button or something i could put out to make it like really easy uh but for right now what we have to do is use a link so the link is streamlabs.com slash the falcoholic i will make sure that it's i'll have it up on the screen here for you guys um 
and that's where you can go to put in your message and do all that sort of stuff. Uh, and again, totally optional, but we really appreciate your contributions, and uh, we just love chatting with you guys. Uh, so if you want to do that, I will make sure that that that's clear going forward. I've been uh, this is this is new for me too. You know, this is new new features on the show. Um, but yeah, that is how you do it. It's streamlabs.com/thefalcoholic. And also, if you guys don't mind throwing that uh, like and subscribe out there as well. Uh, if you like the show, that helps other folks on YouTube find it. That helps us out. And if you're not already subscribed, you'll get those notifications on YouTube when we go live. That helps you keep track of everything. Uh, but in the meantime, guys, uh, let's talk about that unfortunate uh, talk about that unfortunate injury to Calvin Ridley. Uh, the, it looked like it was a foot injury. He left the game in some pain and did not return. Um, so it's that's sad to me. Uh, he was ruled out, so obviously it looks like it might be you know something that we have to worry a little bit more about. Um, you know, what do you guys think of that loss? Uh, do you think that's a long-term injury? Obviously, we don't know exactly what's going on with that. But what, uh, Evan? I'll let you get the first crack at that. What, are, what is your thought on the loss of really tonight? This is advertiser content brought to you by Frito Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy, here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight we'll break down... We break down who will be cutting... Cut! What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys, it's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are... It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snack-It. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void wherever hit Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Yeah, I mean, it's tough because, you know, he's been doing so well this year. I mean, he's been, the I'd, I'd say, the standout on offense um, just because he's been, you know, on the national level, one of the better receivers in the NFL. Um you know, but he had three receptions for 42 yards and then that ankle injury um, where he ends up leaving. Uh, looked like his left ankle and he was, you know, walking gingerly to the locker room. And that was the last we saw of him. Um, it's tough, but, you know, all you can do is hope. Uh, I imagine if it was like, you know, I'm no doctor, obviously, but if it was like a broken ankle or something, they would have brought a card out or something like that. So maybe... Maybe it was a sprained ankle, you know, that hurts like hell. I'm sure many people watching have had a sprained ankle before, you know. Um, so hopefully it's something like that. Maybe he misses a game, you know, and then is back. Uh, I know we have the bye week coming up and stuff like that, but, you know, it, it's tough to see. Yeah, it is. It's really sad, too, because, he, I mean, he's been on such a, a tear this year, and that was one mm-hmm. thing that he struggled with last year, too, which kind of prevented him from – really taking his place as like one of those top 10 receivers uh, because you know to start the season he was on that crazy pace uh, mm-hmm. but you know the Falcons do have a lot of weapons so it is possible that they'll you know be able to weather it okay but uh, it's it's tough it's tough to see uh, tough to see him go down and 
yeah, I, I'm upset about it. But Adnan, you got any thoughts on, on the loss of Calvin Ridley? Do you think it might be a long-term injury and how are the Falcons going to kind of weather that one? Uh, I'm also no doctor, um, but I, I'm with Evan on this one. The fact that a cart wasn't brought out and the fact that he wasn't immediately ruled out, he was initially ruled uh, questionable to return, that's, that's a pretty good sign. Um, Falcons have, you know, 10 days of rest uh, over until the next game, and then they have a bye week after the next game against the Broncos. So for precautionary reasons, they may hold him out and, you know, let him get fully rested because uh, if he doesn't play between now and the Saints game, which is two games from uh, after now, he'll have 23 days of rest. So, you know, three full weeks to recover from it. And, you know, we'll we'll get the prognosis uh, tomorrow or the next day. But, you know, j- just looking at it initially uh, with my untrained eye, uh, I would I would think that he misses maybe max one game. Uh, you know, maybe he t- maybe he try maybe even even like tries to tough it out next week. But I think the team will err on the side of caution with him and keep him out just because that bye week is coming up. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, and especially when you're like, you know, two and six, like it's not like we're, you know, needing to rush anyone back uh, or anything like that. They, they have, um, you know, three receivers. I mean, I guess Roland's, you know, known more for his special or, you know, kick return and stuff. Right. But like Laquan Treadwell, I could see them just calling him up. Um, I think Juwan Green or whatever. Um, which I don't know much about, to be honest, but he's a wide receiver on our practice squad. So they have guys they can call up, you know, to fill in for a week, and it, the Falcons would live. So, mm-hmm. yeah. No reason to, you know, have him re aggravate it. The Julio thing against, I think it was the Packers, where he left at halftime and didn't come back, probably, hopefully, like, showed him, like, hey, there's no reason to force these guys to come back in a losing season. So they yeah. can re-image something. Also, you want them at 100% for that Saints game. Like, uh, yeah. I, I personally don't give a shit about beating the Broncos or not. Like, <laughs> right, I, I, right. I want to beat the Saints. Mm-hmm. And Ridley traditionally owns the Saints. And, you know, uh, I'm down to keep them out of next game and, you know, have them 100% for that Saints game. Because I'm here to beat the Saints two times, and then they can finish 4-12 and 12 for all I care. Right, yeah. you got to get the sweep against the Saints. Okay, that's the most important thing. We need to make sure that that is a priority above all else, even draft position. But, uh, yeah, as long as you complete the Saints sweep, then I'm pretty satisfied, you know, with whatever else. But, um, yeah, I know we've got some questions. If you guys do have questions, you could throw those in the chat. At, at the Falcoholic is a good way to make sure those are highlighted for me. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I know some people are asking about GM candidates. Uh are you guys still basically in on guys like, uh, you know, Louis Riddick? Any other names that have come up that you guys are interested in at this point? What other names have came up? I know we've talked about Riddick and stuff. Um, let's see. I think it was what Casario for the Patriots was another one. Uh, Nick Casario, I think, was somebody that was mentioned uh, because of you know the Falcons' ties to the Patriots in the past in terms of their front office yeah. staff. Um, you know, I'd be okay if they got away from just grabbing right Patriots stuff. Yeah, and we had that with uh, Dimitrov the past decade. <laughs> right, and you know, credit to Dimitrov, he he had his like he had his hits, you know, uh, uh, in the draft in the first round especially. But man, I remember before Dan Quinn got here, 
if the Falcons are ta- are drafting after the second round, you can just like pr- pretty much like count on those players never like making any impact. Mm. <laughs> that that was the thing with Dimitrov, really, right? Like uh, that he just couldn't draft a pass rusher, like to save his life. That was that was the biggest problem that I had, obviously with. Thomas Dimitrov. And, 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 you know, the OA draft was fantastic, but then after that it was like, alright, first two rounds good, and then it's like Desmond Southward in the third round and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and like, honestly, like, I think Dan Quinn's probably like a better talent evaluator than he is a coach. Like, I think his future in the NFL might be more along the lines of like a director of player personnel or something like that. Like, I think he could actually be pretty good in that role as well, because... I just, mm, like, I just don't know. Like, he needs to really update his coaching um, because I think he's really stuck in that Pete Carroll mold of coaching that's just not great. He'd make uh, a hell of a, like, college coach, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think so, too. Like, I, I don't think he's done with coaching, and if he wants to continue down that road, I think that's, you know, fair. Uh, I wouldn't be totally shocked oh, to absolutely. see that. But. I, I think Yeah, I th- I'm with Evan. I think he'd be a perfect college coach. It's just, like, yeah, he's someone that, one, I, I think he would, you know, embrace the challenge of molding young men, you know, in the college game, and I think he'd be fantastic at it. And he's just someone that players love to follow. Mm-hmm. You you saw it up until like um, up until he was fired. Falcons players were just completely all in on him. Yeah. Like and these are grown men, yeah, like NFL yeah. players that usually don't buy into stuff like that. Right. Yeah, and they they like completely it wasn't like a Jim Harbaugh situation where the message just got so stale and the players were just like completely over him because you know, with Harbaugh, you can't really you can kind of like have some control over college players in the college game. Mm-hmm. You, you can't do that with grown men who are, you know, in their 30s and who have, like, kids and, like, mortgages and, like, you know, you, you can't treat them like children the way, like, it, it was reported that he was kind of trying to. Mm. And th- that gets stale. But with Dan Quinn, I think it will be even more effective in the college game because, you know, he's someone that people will definitely buy into. And then it'll be fresh every few years because, you know, in the college ranks, you you rotate out you know players only there four years right right or you know uh, unless it's um hunter renfro at clemson who was there for like 40 years yeah it seemed like <laughs> yeah but, so and, long and yeah. also you know a lot of coaches might have like off the field stuff or like he's been nobody's gonna really say anything at least in atlanta about dan quinn as a person aside from you know he's a great person set you know he, he's what you would want leading your team at a college level. Like he's not get, gonna get off the field trouble or anything like right, that. Like right. he's a great he's like, guy. He just wasn't good in Atlanta. Yeah, he was the complete opposite of Bobby Petrino. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah as, as at least man. Quinn won some games too. Like Bobby Petrino yeah, was just man. awful. Yeah, but yeah, I, I mean Quinn also would never like no, dip out yeah. on his on his team like a coward. That's true. It's very true. Very important to note that. Uh, that's a yeah, big difference. Uh, I, I'm sure he'd stay uh, off the motorcycles too. <laughs> stay off the motorcycles. My goodness. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know we had a question from someone. Uh, True Brook Investments asked, uh, "Who do we think had the best game for the Falcons today?" Uh, 
So for me, I, I'm going to go with the obvious one with Julio um, because that was that was just a very impressive game. He only had seven that's, catches, that's but too easy. yeah, that was too easy. I'm going to take that's the easy one. I'm making you guys. Fruit. I'm going to make you guys do the hard ones. Low hanging um, fruit, right there. Yeah, seven for 137, 19.6 yards per catch. I mean, it would be nice, I guess, to have a, a touchdown if you're like a fantasy player. But like, yeah, that that was a great game for him. One of his best games of the season. Um, so that that's my choice. But uh, I'm gonna go before Adnan just <laughs> to steal his guy. I got you. Yeah. I pick, were you gonna pick Foy? Uh, possibly. Yeah. Uh, possibly. Possibly. <laughs> okay. Go okay. ahead. Well, go ahead. I just want to say, like, it seems like anytime we really need somebody to step up on this defense, he's doing it. Um, you know, this year, and yeah, that, it seemed like that was the case tonight too. So. Oh, well, yeah. Sterling Hoffrichter had that fantastic punt, which uh, pinned them down inside the five. Yeah, it was a great punt. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. But, hey, yeah. Sterling Hoffrichter, he's, he's been fantastic this year in Syracuse. All, um, yeah, yeah. Um, I, well, you, you guys took the two obvious ones, Julio Jones <laughs> and um, and Foy Oluokin. Uh You know, I, I think... I think Deion Jones had a pretty good game. You know, yeah. he had that big sack. Uh, he had two tackles for loss. Um, Grady Jarrett was also fantastic, even though, even though the like uh, the stats won't really. He didn't have a super impressive game on the stat sheet, but he was just like through all those holes and stuff. Um, you know what? I, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Young Way Koo. four for right. four on field goals in the rain. He. <laughs> He helped me in my fantasy game. In my fantasy game, so just complete bias. I'm going with Young Waku. All right, yeah, that's a solid one. I mean, I, yeah, it was all it was almost contentious, right? Because if that missed extra point had mattered, then we probably would have been really mad. But like, oh, honestly, we'd be roasting him. Right be roasting him. But well, that's the difference between a win and a loss, right? Hey, like, I'm telling you, those those field goals weren't very long, mm-hmm. and, but they were in the rain. Yeah, they were. You know, it, yeah, yeah. it's it, the it, rain it's been, stuff happens in the rain, man. It it, does. It's been rough conditions. Yeah. Uh, these past few days in this in this part of the country. Yeah, yeah, it has. <laughs> I just, yeah, I, I heard it from you. I got I got family in Atlanta too that had were missing power. Yeah, for most I, of the day I was as without well, power so. for like the entire morning and afternoon wow. today. Yeah, yeah that's I, crazy, man. Yeah, I was almost spared uh, having to watch the Falcon. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Myth Randier with the twenty dollars, brother. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah. That is awesome. Oh, yeah. Uh, that is our that is our, our highest single donation, I believe, Mithrandir. So taking not taking the crown totally from George because I think George has like accumulated more. You know, he's like the the field goal approach, whereas Mithrandir is like the scoring in the red zone. But uh, uh, he says, keep up the good work, guys. Mithrandir, long time listener. Uh, I know that uh, you appreciate that I pronounce your name correctly too. So uh, is that Lord of the Rings? It's Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah. It's Gandalf. Oh, okay. Yeah, another word for yeah. Gandalf. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we really appreciate you, brother. Thank you. I know we had two subs as well. My event box is not working, so I'm missing the names on those. Um, I, it was Jitsu, I believe, was the first part of that sub. Um, so I, I apologize. My I had to fix fix that. You know, this is still like the trial period for these for these upgrades. Uh, I I think they're fun, uh, but we really appreciate all you guys for for helping us test them out too. So. Um, also for staying up late. Yeah, the, the staying up late right man. now at like twelve thirty. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dylan Wodzinski is the latest sub as well. Yeah, that's right. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, I'm just losing it all in this like swarm of trying to follow chat and also you know read everything off. So I appreciate you guys for yeah, that. It's, it's a multitasking business out it here. Is, you know, it uh, is. Twenty thirty years ago, they would all well. Twenty thirty years ago, all you have to do is write up a column. You know, and that's it. You just specialize now. 
Now they got us out here. <laughs> they got us out <laughs> here. Twelve thirty at night. While they're all comfortable laying in bed. Multimedia yeah. explosion. They're all they're all sleeping right now. You know, but you know, Dave Toad has uh, has contracts <laughs> written in blood from each of he us. He does, so. yeah. He's like, you know what, Kevin? I need you to direct and produce and host uh, and, and also, yeah, and star. Thank you, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, it's fun. It's fun. We really appreciate it. Yeah, well, we're, we're kidding. We're, we're kidding really totally, yeah. This, yeah. Like, but, you know. We wouldn't be doing this. Maybe if we, like, play it up more, we'll bring in more <laughs> revenue. But, uh, yeah, no, we'll, we'll save that for if, you know, things really go off the rails. But yeah, uh, yeah, they're out here. They got us begging for money up here. They got us. Dave shows out here. You know, got us. You know, panhandling on the internet. You know? <laughs> he's, he's probably got the the generic great fellas ready to go. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, it, was, oh, it was all it was all after Kevin beat him in trivia. That's you yep, know, that's that was the end. Yeah, that was that was <laughs> as soon as that happened. You know, we knew we knew that we would have to look for alternative sources of funding to keep this thing afloat. And you guys have not disappointed. I'll say that for sure. Uh, yeah, it's okay. I'm not worried because you know Dave doesn't watch the show anyway. Yeah, Dave will never know about this if, as long as you guys don't tell him. But now that I said that, you know. It's, uh, <laughs> But yeah, guys, we really do appreciate all of you. Um, we'll get we have time for a few more takes uh, before we get to that though. Just want to remind folks uh, to like the video if you haven't already. We really appreciate that. It helps other folks on YouTube find it and uh, the subscriptions as well. If you're interested in getting notifications, um, so let's talk. I know we have we have a bunch of questions. I know people. Uh, want to know draft takes kenny g asking about those draft takes so we got to give the people at least one draft take uh to keep them sated until it's next only wednesday october man i know i gotta i feel like i gotta give them like one take you it's know because we gotta go a whole week now to the next show because normally it would be like a few days in between but now it's like all the way until <laughs> next wednesday so we gotta you know somehow have to come up with a draft take here so um i know kenny g said falcons are drafting at 15 I don't think that's where they're drafting. Uh, so I'm not yeah. going to project for the 15th spot. Here's, I, here's a take that's yeah. not a specific player, but it seemed like going into this past draft, um, I mean, I was confident that they would take a pass rusher, and I believe they didn't take one at all, right? Like, they didn't take any edge rushers in the past draft. The Falcons? Yeah. I don't think they did, yeah. Like, Josh Marlon Davidson was the closest to it. Yeah, because he's technically more, kind of a hybrid. But uh, yeah, yeah, so I, I really what, hope we get to see what Marlon Davidson's got over the second half. He's had yeah, some unfortunate yeah. moments this year. Uh, year. But Go my ahead. random take is um, right now everybody's confident that we're going to take a quarterback. What if they don't? Yeah, th- I mean, it depends That's on how they finish, take. probably, right? Because if they're in the top five, well, they'll probably like find a way. But... Themselves out of the top, they'll probably yeah. be about 10 to 12, just because I agree. that's what that they're probably going to do. And then do. everyone's right now, you know talking about trevor lawrence they're not going to get trevor lawrence they're yeah just not, you're not beating the jets um, to zero okay like the jets are probably going like, to go in 16 so <laughs> maybe like trey i mean because the problem right now is you focus on the draft and it's fun to think about and stuff but by the time the combine comes around it's going to be so then, much fatigue it's going to be a drop fatigue yeah and someone right now who's projected to go in like round one might end up going in round three like yeah, that's just how happens. the draft Calvin Ridley Ridley had no business falling to 26, but it's just GMs talking themselves out of it by just thinking that they're the smartest person in the room. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Um, Yeah, I mean, for me, it's like, 
we'll see, you know, what happens with where they fall. Um, you know, I'd be open to a lot of positions. You know, I'd probably, like, Isaiah Oliver's almost certainly not going to be dependent on to start by the new regime. So, you know, with AJ Terrell at one side, and, you know, we'll see if Darkies Denard makes a return or not. Um, probably going to have to pay him a little bit more depending on how he plays. Anthony Smith, thanks for the sub, man. We appreciate you. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, Micah Parsons is one. Like, if they are still picking in the top ten, um, that's one to look at. Uh, I, it looks like, like, I think I haven't really dived into the prospects or anything, and the Big Ten literally just started playing football. So I think uh, I don't want to, like, dive into the prospects right now because so much is going to change. But, like, this team is going to be in desperate need of a safety. Like, mm-hmm. if we're just talking pure positionally, like, what safeties – Jalen Hawkins is the only safety under contract after this season, and they're still going to need an edge rusher. Yeah, like we still didn't. Yeah, yeah, that. like yeah. Gregory <laughs> Rousseau is a potential name. He's like one of those crazy athletes, but like I think he opted out of the season. So it's like, are we going to see? You know, are you willing to take his last year's tape and kind of project, or how how you know risky are you willing to be there? I know folks like Quiddy Pay out of Michigan. I think is his name. I haven't really watched these guys at this point, but I'm I'm just kind of going off hype. Um, you know, there, there's a number of edge rushers that could be in play. There, there's a number of guys that could also be like second round guys if they're picking high. Um, safety, I think, is another one to consider. That's probably not going to be like a top ten option, but if they're picking, you know, in the middle of the first round, I guess maybe that's probably still more of like a second round option. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. You know, maybe Jalen yeah. Hawkins when he comes back gets more snaps and looks fine. Uh, and who knows? Maybe they just throw caution to the wind and trade up for Jamar Chase. Oh man, there you go. Otherwise, and then when uh, when AJ Terrell sees him in practice, it'll be like Family Guy, where like <laughs> Peter sees the chicken, and their yeah. eyes just like <laughs> yeah, they just lock. Yeah, <laughs> and they just start fighting. Yeah, just every time it's like, oh yeah, another fight broke out at practice today between Jamar Chase and you know AJ Terrell, and there was you know there was no precipitating event. The two just saw each other in the parking lot. And <laughs> yeah. Man, yeah, I know some folks like Trey Lance too. Like that's pro- honestly that's probably the quarterback they have the best chance of taking. Uh, of the three, he's the one that's more likely to slide, right? Because yes. he didn't oh, yeah. he only play. They're only playing one game this year. Yeah, he played what he played a season last year and was really good. Um, and yeah. then he's only playing the one game this year. But so, like Lawrence is pretty much pick one or two unless he just like yeah. doesn't. Because he can no, still return to school. Unless he says he doesn't want to. Unless he says he's not going to play for the Jets, like, period. Which, yeah. please, you know, for all of us, I would not be I would not be upset if he actually does that. Uh, it's been a while since someone's actually done that. But it's possible. It can happen. Um, was the last one, Eli? I think so, yeah. Uh, Eli, yeah. And before, I think it's only been Eli. I know Elway did. Yeah, Eli and Elway. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Bryce Leslie says, you know, oh, no, don't start the Jamar Chase stuff because people are still mad about CeeDee Lamb. Uh, yeah. I'm Miss me with the CeeDee Lamb stuff, all right? Like, we, we only can put three receivers on the field, for God's sake. Like, come on. Uh, how is CeeDee Lamb working out for the Cowboys, by the way? Like, oh, yeah, he's been great. And guess what? They're terrible. They were terrible before Dak went down, so don't use that excuse either. Uh, <laughs> so, um, Courtney Odom, uh, another sub. Thank you, Courtney. We appreciate you. Um, yeah, man, it's been 53 minutes. That's crazy. Time time flies at night after these games, man. Um, all right. Well, let me go to the co-host this evening, see if you guys got any more takes. Evan, uh, I'll go to you first. He's at Evan Birchfield on Twitter. Evan, anything you want to plug? Anything else you want to close off with tonight? Uh, to be honest, no. 
No. <laughs> yeah, that's refreshing, actually. You know, some sometimes it's just like you know what I like. My actually, takes, you know yeah. what? Make sure, as Kevin keeps repeating, make sure to like and subscribe. Um, and also follow uh, the Falcolic on Instagram. It's the with that underscore the Falcoholic because somebody is the Falcoholic. They beat us to the punch. Mm. Um, also <laughs> follow. Uh, Twitter, uh, what is it? Falcoholic Live? Yeah, it's just at Falcoholic Live. Yep. Yeah. Follow, yeah, and follow that account because, um, you know, Dave runs the Falcoholic on Twitter and, you know, he retweets and stuff. But, you know, for those who don't know, the Falcoholic Live has its own Twitter handle. So yes, we're approaching a thousand followers. So if you guys want to help us get over that hump, I think we're like 40 away or something. And when you see so. it, retweet it because that's just as good too. Yeah. You know? Yeah, some and, people on Twitter who are unaware that there's a show and stuff. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you guys really want to help out the show, um, you can take the link of the show that's up in your YouTube. You can just copy that and put that straight into Twitter or Facebook or whatever you use. And when you cut, when you when you tweet it out, it'll show the video for people. Like it'll show up on their feed. It doesn't just look like a link. Like it'll actually show up like an like an embedded video. Um, so if you guys want to help other people, you know, other Falcons fans that may not know about the show, uh, yeah, feel free to copy. You know, copy paste the link. Uh, feel free to tell people you know about the Twitter at Falcoholic Live, and you know you can always just do your usual likes and retweets. That's all perfectly good as well. Um, yeah, Foyer Pro Bowl. Well, Kieran, I think if the Falcons were good, we might be talking about it, but. Yeah, yeah, I think he'll make it next year. He it's probably possible. should this year, but you know the team's record is gonna hinder that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's just really hard for players on bad teams that don't already have a lot of name recognition. Like Grady Jarrett will probably make it now because he seems to be a guy that pretty pretty much everyone knows. Um, so he's like one of those guys that can can really still get it even if the team's bad. But for some of these less well known guys, yeah, it, it's hard, man. It's hard. Um, Don Emery, thank you, brother. Uh, have a good weekend. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, thanks for thanks to everyone else as well. Uh, also with us tonight, Adnan Ekic at Say Which Way on Twitter. Adnan, anything you want to close with this evening? Um, I have my Fantasy Sudden Dot article that's going to be going in the next couple days. Man, the short week really <laughs> it really pushes those deadlines up. Yeah, it, it does. Know? It really condenses our like game week coverage. It's like okay, I got my like post game. Done. All right. Now I have to write two preview articles today. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, it's, I mean, they they really got us pressed out here. <laughs> in addition to all the multimedia stuff we talked about. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, it, and I'll have an NFC South recap article um, coming up this Sunday as well. So uh, check those out. And you know, it's it's alcoholic after dark so i will be sharing some dave choate uh special webs i'm kidding hashtag dave me <laughs> no hashtag dave me is like an exclusive pa- patron uh you know benefit you know only the high tier patrons get access to the hashtag dave me so yeah. uh, we don't even yeah. get access. we don't even get access yeah like we we would have to subscribe <laughs> as well uh, <laughs> yeah you have to take that up with dave folks but um yeah oh can i plug real quick yeah, i yeah. have a halloween article coming out i did one last year about like uh what costumes uh falcons players should wear so also there's plenty of time if anybody listening who um doesn't have a twitter um you can suggest what costume you'd like a specific and i do like a shitty photoshop and (laughs) put in the article and but I give you credit and stuff like that. So yeah, um, yeah, I've seen the, some of the pictures. They're pretty good. They're pretty good so far. So definitely yeah. check. So that there's out. time still if anybody yeah. wants to. But that'll drop on Halloween. Yeah, and happy Will- Halloween. 
Yeah, yeah. Happy Halloween as well, guys. Tomorrow. Yeah. R. Will eight. Thank you as well for the sub, brother. We appreciate that. Um, yeah, we just appreciate all, all the love, guys. Uh, like I said, Don, uh, Bryce, Leslie, uh, Tyler, Russell. I mean, there's there's so many names now. Like, this honestly, like the the community's really grown this year. We really appreciate that. Kenny G, great name, by the way. Uh, Ray Moon, all you guys. Like, we we do really appreciate that. We appreciate all the new folks that have joined this year. All the the diehards that have been with us since like the Facebook Live days. Those were dark days yeah, indeed. Facebook Live days. Yeah. Those like days of 20, 20 concurrent viewers on a Wednesday. And we were happy. Yeah. So it's, it's been, and it's great. I mean, now guys on Humble YouTube, beginnings. I mean, Humble beginnings. Humble beginnings. And now we, we easily get over 100 on Wednesdays. So, I mean, that's that's just, it's nice to see. Uh, and we, we, you know, we appreciate you guys for sticking with us through the early days. And, you know, now that we're, you know, a, a Falcons media empire uh, or so, you know, we think. Uh, so <laughs> now we just have to make sure we don't become the evil Falcons Empire. You know, we got to stay the good guys. You know, the scrappy underdogs of the Falcons media landscape. That is, I think, kind of our brand. So, the rebels. The rebels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody loves and, the underdog. Yeah. And, and if we do become the bad guy, we'll embrace it. Exactly. Yeah. The Falcons. You know, the Falcons <laughs> return to the Patriots and just become these great winners. You know, maybe we would embrace the dark side. Uh, you know, we're open to that. But you know, we'll we'll we'll, leave, we'll save that for you know if that if that occurs. We'll we'll keep the door open. But that that's all you know. That's all Don't I'll say on that it. on that note. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we're, I'm just rambling at this point. So I'm Kevin Knight at Falcon Kevin on Twitter. Uh, like I said, don't have don't have too much else to say tonight. Uh, it's late. I am you know decently lit from the first half. Uh, didn't have to get very lit after the second half because it was actually pretty solid football. But uh, we do appreciate you guys for tuning in. Um, and we will see you guys on Wednesday. So that's, I guess, not quite a week, but uh, you know, it's a little longer than usual. So we'll miss you. Um, but we're, we're we've got a lot of stuff potentially coming down the pipe. Um, so like uh, the pa- the Patreon stuff, I'm hoping to roll that out in November. Uh, so like I said, if you guys have ideas for the stuff type of stuff you might like it's patron benefits like you know we're thinking about doing like an exclusive monthly q a for patrons that will be that we would then publish you know so everyone could see the questions and stuff like that but um you know potentially doing a falcon falcoholic discord uh for people to chat in that sort of thing um so you know if you guys have ideas like i said send them to me uh falcoholic live on twitter or falcoholic live at gmail.com is the email if you guys have questions or comments um but in the meantime, like I said, uh, like, subscribe, uh, tell your friends about us, you know, bring your fellow Falcons fans, you know, we would even accept Saints fans, you know, if they're polite, you know, they can come, they can come hang out, you know, that's fine. Um, you know, don't, they probably shouldn't tell anyone they're Saints fans, like, unless, you know, because this is a Falcons show, so I, I don't know what they would expect if they said that, but, um, you know, they're welcome to come, you know, we, we take all, we take all, all kinds. Uh, but otherwise, guys, we will see you next Wednesday, 8, 10 p.m. Eastern. Until then, enjoy your stress-free football Sunday. Uh, please vote, uh, you know, mm. whoever you support, whatever you want to do. Uh, there's still time to early vote in most states, uh, but I will say please don't ma- try to mail your ballot in. The USPS is, like, totally jacked up. So if you try to mail your ballot at this point, it might not make it. So make an effort to maybe go drop it off in person or just Tomorrow is the last day of early voting in Georgia, and uh, Tuesday is election day, and... No, stay safe out there with all the winds and uh, the tropical storm going through and all the fallen trees around. So, you know, stay safe to everyone in Georgia and in the surrounding states. Absolutely. Yeah, guys, be safe out there. Hope everyone in the Georgia area is doing all right. Like I said, uh, we'll see you on Wednesday of next week, 8, 10 p.m. Eastern. Until then, guys, have a great night.